0: Where we take just 10 minutes to get you smarter on the collision of tech, business, and politics. Sponsored by Bridge Bank. Be bold. Venture wisely. I'm Dan from Mac. On today's show, more bad news for WeWork and what one pizza shop is doing for hungry kids. But first, helicopter money. That's the term being thrown around for federal government proposals to send checks to individual Americans. Some proposals are that the checks should be for $1,000, some say $3,000, some say it's a one-time thing, while others believe it should be a monthly stipend, so long as the coronavirus outbreak keeps much of America on lockdown. The basic idea, let people keep paying the rent, the mortgage, and keep the lights on this is a bit reminiscent of Andrew Yang's universal basic income concept, except that it's a virus this time that stopped many Americans from working, not technological automation. And it came very suddenly, not gradually. Anyway, here's what U.S. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin said yesterday in terms of stimulus. This is not like a normal economic situation. The government has requested that parts of this economy shut down and the president is determined. You can think of this as Business interruption money. The president is determined we will put money back into this economy to protect hardworking Americans and small businesses. The bottom line is that America and the world is facing an unprecedented financial crisis, much broader based than what we experienced in 2008. The federal government has finally, maybe belatedly, realized that it needs to act with urgency, even if it can't be sure that its solutions will work. In 20 seconds, we'll dig deeper, including how individual bailouts could affect the food supply chain with Axios Chief Financial Correspondent, Felix Salmon. But first, this. Bridgebank
1: believes in the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors, those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. That's why Bridgebank has been dedicated to providing financial solutions to sponsor-backed emerging technology and growth companies for nearly two decades through its national network of banking teams and offices. Bridgebank Bank is a division of Western Alliance Bank.
0: Bridgebank. be bold, venture wisely. We're joined now by Axios Chief Financial Correspondent, Felix Salmon. So Felix, let's start big picture here. This idea of helicopter money, whether it be $1,000 or $2,000, generally speaking, do you think it's a good idea?
1: It is a very simple and effective way of getting money into the hands of Americans. The real advantage of it is that if you can find a relatively simple mechanism for doing it, then it just it's a very quick way of injecting a huge amount of money into America at the grassroots where it's needed most. The big question is whether there's a mechanism. Steve Mnuchin, the Treasury Secretary, initially said that he could do it within two weeks, which felt like quite a long time. But then I've been hearing things about like the end of April. It's actually much harder to mail checks to everyone than you might think.
0: Felix, can we talk a little bit about the possible unintended consequences here? And I'm thinking particularly in terms of supply chains and food supply chains. You know, right now, even though stores might be sold out of toilet paper or pasta, there's still other things on the shelves. Uh, restaurants can still get raw ingredients. Should there be a concern that were every American to get a check in the next couple of weeks that some essential workers may stop going to work because now they can pay the rent and keep the lights on?
1: So from a fiscal responsibility standpoint, it does make a certain amount of sense not to give this money to people who aren't going to spend it. The whole point of this stimulus is like to keep money getting spent in the economy. And if people are just going to put it in their savings accounts, that's not going to do a hell of a lot of good. That said, the best way to means test it is to just give it to everyone. And then in the 2020 tax return, when we finally fill that out in 2021, or maybe in 2022, if your 2020 income was higher than say $120,000, then you have to give it back. Like you wait and see what, People's income turns out to have been, rather than trying to do it right now on the basis of what they earned in 2019, which might not be relevant at all.
0: Why not? Because I, I'm not sure it's so much just about fear. So take, and I'm making this up, but a, a hypothetical 35-year-old who is concerned about getting coronavirus but doesn't think it's probably going to kill them, thinks it would just take them off their feet for a couple of days. Is it necessarily fear for their own safety, or is it that their president, probably their governor, their mayor, their friends and family are saying, if you go out. If you go to work, if you work with other people, you're putting all of us at risk. You're endangering your grandparents' life. Aren't we kind of getting to the point, Felix, where this concept of going out in certain places is almost being viewed as unpatriotic and endangering others' safety? There's
1: certainly supply of labor question in what you might call essential services for Americans, which includes the food supply chain but it also includes things like fire and medical services pharmacists you know there's a long list of people that you need to be working in the economy and out in the world and a certain percentage of those people are going to be a little bit scared about doing that. And some of them are not going to want to do it and probably won't do it. So yeah, there needs to be a mechanism for trying to find people willing to do those jobs. I suspect there are going to be people willing to do those jobs. We're not entirely sure how that's going to play out. I'm personally not particularly concerned that the real constraint there is the financial one. I don't think that giving everyone a one-off check of $1,000 is going to cause a step change uptick in the number of people calling home scared.
0: Felix, final question for you. and This is arguably a political one more than a financial one. How much faith do you have that by say this time next week, there actually will be basically a bailout plan, at least for individual Americans, not necessarily meaning we've all gotten our checks in the mail, but there will be a process actually beginning passed through Congress signed by the president.
1: Absolutely. And people should be staying at home and should not be going out when it's not essential for the functioning of society. The fact is that in this kind of context, though, and what you're talking about, like food supply chains and doctors and nurses and and people running public transport and that kind of thing, in this context, it is necessary to have someone do that job. And once it is necessary to have someone do that job, then if you do it, you're actually helping the country rather than hurting it. For the rest of us, yes, we should be staying at home.
0: Felix Salmon, chief financial correspondent for Axios. His Axios Edge newsletter comes out on Thursdays. You can get that at signup.axios.com. My final two. Right after this. With offices and tech hubs throughout the country, including San Francisco, Boston, and Atlanta,
1: and new offices in Seattle, Denver, and Chicago, Bridgebank continues to meet the innovation ecosystem wherever it thrives. And through its teams focused on technology and life sciences companies and the equity investors who fuel them, Bridgebank delivers a responsive, high touch client experience. Bridgebank is a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridgebank. Be bold, venture wisely.
0: Now it's time for my final two, and first up is SoftBank, which is threatening to walk away from a $3 billion tender offer for shares of WeWork that it originally agreed to last fall. SoftBank's official explanation, via a letter sent yesterday to investors, is that several closing conditions may not be met by the expected April 1st close date, Unofficially, though, this appears to be an effort to renegotiate in the face of a looming global recession, not to mention the fact that WeWork's entire co-working product is hard to square right now with social distancing. Why it matters is that this tender offer wasn't just for rich venture capital funds or disgraced ex-CEO Adam Newman. It was for lots of early WeWork employees who were made a promise months ago and who might have made subsequent financial decisions based on that promise. Just because SoftBank can walk away doesn't mean that it should. And finally, a shout out to Zoomies Pizza. Now don't worry, you're not supposed to know what that is. It is a small pizza shop that recently relocated to my Massachusetts town. And like most mom and pop businesses, it's really hurting right now unable to let anyone eat at its tables, and having watched most of its big business lunch orders evaporate. But the guy named Bob, who runs Zoomies, announced two days ago that any family with a kid in the free lunch school program can receive a small, free cheese pizza. Same goes for anyone with an elderly neighbor or literally any, quote, family in need. No, Zoomies isn't checking bank accounts. And yesterday, 75 pizzas were given out. It's just one of countless examples around the country of communities coming together. And also is where I plan to get my dinner tonight. And we're done. Big thanks for listening. And to my producers, Tim Shovers and Naomi Shaven, have a great national Sloppy Joe Day. And we'll be back tomorrow with another Pro Rata podcast.